Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi poli Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right, Lo-Fi's and Lo-Fidelity, low-quality, in-your-face, messy-ass-can-be global news show. Here we're going to talk about that famous question, what's going on in the world today? We'll be covering five headlines from across the globe, and then choose one to go into a more detailed analysis. It's everyone's favorite day of the week. That's right, it's Friday, meaning it's Freedom House Friday, and a look at levels of democracy around the world. Today, for our third story, we're continuing our journey in South America to focus on the country of Guyana. But first, the news, fresh off the press. Source, AP News International. Canada bans assault-style weapons after shooting rampage. Last week, 22 people were killed in Nova Scotia in one of the country's worst tragedies in recent years. The ban includes over 1,500 models of assault rifles and variations of those styles. The ban does not take guns away from people, nor does it make owning military-style weapons illegal. It simply makes the trading and use of them illegal. The government will also put forth a bill in Parliament for a buyback program. The details are still forthcoming. The implications. It is not uncommon for countries to ban assault or military-style weapons for civilians. There is no international consensus or international law that restricts them. This is an issue that every country has to decide for themselves. Today, Canada made that decision as well. Moving on. Next up, Source, Reuters World News. Syria says Israeli helicopters strike targets in southern Syria. No response has been made yet by the Israeli military. The helicopters reportedly fired from within Israeli airspace in the Golan Heights region into southern Syria. There was no reported casualties or fatalities. The implications. This is the latest in a long line of Israeli attacks inside of the Syrian areas targeting Iranian-backed forces. In many cases, the attacks directly target the Lebanese group known as Hezbollah. We've reported here before on the Syrian civil war, having its roots in the Arab Spring of 2010 and 2011. This story is another example of how outside actors, international forces, countries, are heavily involved in a conflict that we label as a civil war. A question to lo-fi poli-sci listeners. At what point do we stop calling this the Syrian civil war and begin to call it an international war? Write in and let me know your thoughts. And now it's time for Freedom House Friday featuring Guyana. Geography lesson, lo-fi listeners. Guyana borders the Caribbean Sea to the north, Suriname to the east, Brazil to the south, and Venezuela to the west. In 2018, Guyana had a World Bank recorded GDP per capita of just under $5,000 a year, placing it in the realm of what many would call a developing country, but a rising developing country as far as levels of economic development. Just some comparative perspective for all you listeners out there. Let's remember that Freedom House creates a freedom score from 0 to 100 based off of the level of civil liberties and civil rights in a country, as well as three categories of free, partly free, and not free. And in 2019, Guyana received a Freedom House score of 75 out of 100, up one point from 2018 and in the category of free countries. To quote Freedom House, Guyana is a parliamentary democracy that features regular elections, a lively press, and a robust civil society. However, Discrimination against indigenous and LGBT people and violent crimes remain significant problems. The recent discovery of rich oil and natural gas reserves has prompted calls for continued progress on anti-corruption reform. End quote. As we've said before, Lo-Fi Nation, democracy is always and everywhere an unfinished process. Things are looking on the up and up for Guyana, but there's still much work to be done. We'll be watching with interest, Guyana. We'll be watching. And now for our headline in the spotlight segment, source, BBC News, Latin America. 
Honduras ex-police chief faces U.S. drug trafficking charges. This story comes as we've previously discussed the president of the country's brother being convicted of drug trafficking last year in the U.S., as well as the president and other high-level officials being implicated in the scheme, although not charged as of yet. The ex-police chief facing the allegations was the chief of the national police in Honduras, and in this case is also implied that he has ties to the president and his brother. The background and implications of this story. Yesterday, we mentioned again the $15 million price tag on President Maduro by the U.S. Justice Department. In the past, the president of Honduras's brother has been convicted, now the former chief of the national police. All of these cases are connected to drug trafficking and narco-terrorism aimed at the United States. It appears as if the U.S. Justice Department is taking aim at the highest level of government corruption in Latin American countries. A question to lo-fi listeners. How far do you think the U.S. Justice Department will go down this path? What other countries and political leaders do you think could inevitably be charged as well? It's extraordinary for one country to formally indict another country's top officials with criminal charges. We'll be watching these stories develop very carefully. And a last piece of news from the science section of the BBC, because you know we love all science, not just political science. NASA names companies to develop moon lander for human mission. That's right, Lo-Fi Nation, get your applications in, start jogging and working out, begin learning how to fly, and hold your breath, because we're going back to the moon. NASA stated that the following companies, Dynetics, which is centered in Alabama, Blue Origin, which is with Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk's SpaceX, will be developing a lunar lander. The implications. The U.S. government wants to send people back to the moon by 2024, with additional missions following that one. It would be the first time the U.S. Been, the US has been back to the moon since 1972, making it an entire 52 years, potentially, since the U.S. will have walked on that glorious celestial body. And what do we think of it here at Lo-Fi poli We say, hurry, build a university with a podcast studio, because we're coming too. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Please write in with your questions, comments, and requests for countries for our new segments or top 10 global lists you want to see at lofipolysci at planetmail.com. That's lofi, L-O-F-I, poly, P-O-L-I, sci, S-C-I, at planetmail.com. Let me say thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, wash those hands, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Lofi Polysci Podcast. Pickering, signing off.